0: And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. And again, thank you for listening. Today's episode is an uh, email sent in from a listener who has a little bit of a story to tell and is asking for a couple of suggestions. And um, I hope you stay tuned. Um, if anybody also would like to send in an email and have it read on the air or would like to be a guest on the show, um, we do have a section that does give all the contact information. And I urge you to go ahead and send me some information and. Um, If you like it right on the air or like to be a guest on the show, just send us an email at the contact information, which is also in the show notes as well. So stay tuned and thank you again for listening. Hello, everybody. So like I mentioned, I have a listener who sent in an email and she stated that she wants me to read it and offer her um, a suggestion. So it starts off. Dear Brad, my name is Julie. I am 34 years old. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio with my husband and our four-year-old little boy. We've been married for eight years and for the past five years, my husband has noticed a change in my personality. And I have as well. And it got progressively worse over the next two years. So I went online and looked at my symptoms and had almost every symptom matching BPD. I made an appointment with my local mental health center in my city and was diagnosed with bipolar and BPD three years ago. I was put on some medications, which I do not wish to mention. And some of my symptoms seemed to have subsided along with the counseling, but I still have a major problem with abandonment, and going from loving to bitch has been more frequent. My husband has not been supportive since my diagnosis, and now he just says he can legally call me crazy. And lately, with my going from loving to bitch has been like three times a week, where it used to only be like three times a month. He just says I might want to get my money back on my sessions because it isn't working. He never consoles me or reassures me when I tell him to leave. He does and stays at his brother's house across town. And then I beg him a couple of days to come back. He just says I'm effing crazy and that things do not get better. He's thinking of leaving and taking my son with me because he says "Well, when I'm in a full-blown episode, I am unable to care for my child, which I believe is completely untrue, but he still threatens it. I do not know if what is making me go into rages more frequently is the fact that he has been working more hours because we are behind on our bills. And when he arrives home late, I make comments like, did you stop at your girlfriend's house tonight? I think I say it more for reassurance and that I want him to say, no, I don't have a girlfriend. I've been working late to help my family that I love so much and I'm doing it to catch up on my bills. But yet instead he replies, yep, sure did. All sweaty and smelly after work in 10 or 12 hours. Boy, does she love it. I know he's just being sarcastic, but I say it more because I want reassurance, but I still get the same wise remark, and now I'm almost starting to believe that he might stray, and by saying this, he's not really denying the affair, but also admitting it by agreeing to it with a wise remark in a roundabout way. Can you offer any suggestion on how I can tell him I am not doing this on purpose, and that the counseling and medication is not a cure for a disorder, it just helps uh, to understand it and manage it better? Thank you so much, Julie. Well, Julie, first of all, I can say, number one, you did the first uh, step, which is getting diagnosed by a professional um, and taking their suggestions um, about going for counseling and being on medication. One thing I did notice that you did not put in here uh, is anything about um, DBT, dialectical behavior therapy. DBT was originally designed for people with BPD because it allows you to kind of step back, pause, be in the moment, and kind of um, kind of like anytime anybody has an argument and we say, you know, I wish I wouldn't have said this or if I could go back, I would have said this or done this or done that or not done this or done that. And that's kind of what DBT is all about. And they actually found it's very effective, not just people with um, BPD, but um, m- many other disorders. And as a matter of fact, I personally think it's good for anybody, even if you don't have a disorder, because uh, how many times do any of us catch us You know, making comments like that, you know, I wish I could have said this or I wish I didn't say that. So it allows us kind of like step back, be in the moment, and kind of get more of a a grip on reality a little bit better or a better perception of reality. Um, But, anyways, so congratulations on that. Number one. Um, Number two, you didn't mention anything here about couples counseling. Um, If you're doing it, great, but. for some reason I think you're not because it's not mentioned in here, I would highly suggest on couples counseling. Um, by you asking my personal suggestions, you know, again, I don't have any professional experience in the field of mental health at all. Um, I appreciate you asking my suggestions and I can tell you what has worked and what hasn't worked, but in your particular situation, it may be completely different. Uh, but couples counseling, it would give a professional, um, you know, you tell your side of the story and the professional will explain to both you, you know, if it's a, if it's a valid, you um, excuse or reason why you're doing what you're doing and can explain it professionally in a way that you'll both understand and so he'll understand as well because without you explaining anything he's not going to take it upon himself um to understand you're not doing it on purpose um you know in my case it took me a lot of reading um and a lot of research to understand that she wasn't doing it on purpose because in the beginning i did the same thing i would agree to things and she would actually tell me you know, one thing I appreciate when I accuse you of something not to agree with it, because agreeing with it is just basically admitting it. And I would tell her, well, if you didn't accuse me in the first place, we wouldn't have to worry about admitting it or denying it or anything like that, because every time I deny it, you call me a liar, so I figured I might as well just admit to it. And that's not good either. And I found out, you know, even just denying it or admitting it is wrong. And even though you just deny it, there's still better ways of um, getting hold of the situation. And offering some reassurance at the same time that can be a little more effective than just denying it, but definitely admitting it. Yes, it does make it worse, and I found um, in my experience it definitely does make it worse. So what your husband is doing um, by not understanding your disorder and um, you know not understanding what he's saying is basically admitting it in a roundabout way. And you know what you said that you might stop believing it. One thing I would say is you know the old theory of you know, you touch the uh, the stove w- with the uh, coils being red. You know, you touch it, you burn yourself. You know, you see it red, you touch yourself, and you burn yourself. You see it again red, you touch it, you burn yourself. Doing the same thing over and over, and it doesn't change, obviously, this a different way of doing it. So by you keep saying it, you're just going to get the same answer. You know, unless he got sick of it and wants to know, you know, ask you why you keep asking that, but, you know, where you're saying you keep Doing the same thing, and he keeps uh, coming back with the same remark, Obviously, something needs to change. And again, I appreciate you asking, you know what what needs to be changed or what could be changed? Um, so that is a good step in the right direction. Um, so you know with the further uh, going on further down the road, if there is something that you keep doing and getting the same result, obviously you need to do a different to get a different result. For every action, there's a reaction. Um, and again, you can't. At the same time, get mad at him for the way he's replying. Because like I used to tell my wife, if you didn't accuse me of something, we wouldn't be having an argument on how I you know, respond. So at the same time, don't put something out there that's, um, you know, to you, you know, you, may, you know, your fear of abandonment, which most people with BPD have, and, you know, you want in that reassurance, you're also going about it in a way that you, you're looking for a response of, honey, I don't have a girlfriend. I love you. And I'm working all these hours to support the family that I love. And I would never do that. You're looking for that reply. And you're probably never going to get it because he's obviously sick of hearing that. And he's going to keep giving you the same response. So again, neither one of you are probably, you're going to change and you're going to keep butting heads. So the more you keep asking it, it's probably going to get worse. And it's probably going to turn into bigger and bigger fights um, or more intense. So what I would suggest you do is, um, you know, besides couples counseling, is take them aside. Now, when you're both in a good mood, say, you know, can I talk to you for a few minutes? And one thing I would suggest is, my wife has done this in the past a couple of times, and I and I congratulated her on it. Is sat down with me and explained why she did a lot of uh, the odd things, or at least that how I saw it odd because I don't have that disorder. Um, but she also gave me a six-hour speech, and it's a little overwhelming to you know, absorb all that in. You know, I definitely congratulated her for getting it all off her chest. But I think that's more of what it was. She expected me to understand a lot of it because further down the road, she would say, remember that night I went over this, you know, six hours and telling you all this stuff? And I told her, I said, yeah, but, you know, there, there was a lot of stuff you brought up and for me to absorb all that. The better thing is, is try to nip one situation in the bud at the same, at a time. Um, and to be honest with you, if you do try this and I'm going to suggest if he's not receptive to it or says something like, I don't want to deal with that right now. I don't want to hear it right now. Then just say, you know what? I can appreciate that. And at least appreciate you saying, you don't want to hear it right now. Would there be a better time when you think that you would like to hear it? Could you let me know? Or would you be upset if I reminded you at a different time? And I'm sure you're going to get a good response of, you know, you know, yeah you know at a different time i'll let you know or yeah i don't mind if you let me know just right now i'm not into it definitely say thank you very much for at least listening and for giving me you know an adult uh related response you know without fighting but don't push the issue do not say well obviously you don't care or you know hey at least i'm trying to respond don't don't take it for what it is accept it apologize and then nip it in the bud you know i'd say maybe a few more days down the road or maybe a week down the road, but don't let it go too, too long. And then when you do try to approach it again, remind him, say, remember that day I said, I want to talk to you about something. You know, do you think I could do that now? And you know him probably better than, you know, most people. So you would know when maybe that, you know, um, mode or mood would be, you know, better to approach him with that. And even a second time, if he doesn't, you know, what I would do is again, leave it alone. And then a couple days later, just say, you know, I'm not trying to bug you, but, you know, I love you enough that I'm obviously doing something to upset you, and I would like to talk to you about it, and I'm not doing this to be selfish. I'm doing this for you, but at the same time for us, because I don't want to keep upsetting you, and there's something I want to talk to you about. Um, You know, if obviously, if you can't get him to sit down with it, you know, um, I really don't know what to suggest beyond that point. Obviously, he doesn't want to hear it. you know, maybe what I do sometime where he can't just up and walk away is maybe when you're in the car and again, both in a good mood and kind of turn the radio down and just start spilling it out there. You know, where he doesn't have a choice, where he can't just up and walk to another room and shut the door, you're in the car. Um, but if it turns into an argument, again, you're gonna have to leave it alone, especially if you have your child around, you don't want to let your child start witnessing um, this behavior. Um, you know, I know from my experience, and my children have voice their opinions with all the argument over the years um it really will affect them it will and it'll cause problems in his relationships in the future um and that i can almost say is inevitable because i've seen it with my children as well so that's my best suggestion on that part um but the biggest thing i really have to stress is you cannot i don't think anybody can throw especially something that you're using um in an offensive way you know you're saying did you stop at your girlfriend's house on the way home You're probably 99% of the time not going to get the answer that you want to. Um, You're either going to get it, you know, a sarcastic remark. I don't know what your first uh, response was from him and if it's the same as the the fifth time, the sixth time, or 20th time, how many times you mentioned this. But most likely, if it's an out of the ordinary question, you know, and I just want to stress again what may seem ordinary to you may be unordinary for somebody else. Because when you have this disorder, a lot of these things are real. You know, um, when you fear of abandonment, when you know it's a lot of people with BPD, when they see their spouse up and leaving and going to work, most people just say, you know, Bye, I love you, Also you have to work. There are some severe cases with BPD that they know that that person is going to work, but in their mind, they think they're actually not going to work. They're leaving to take off and never coming back. And there has been cases where. Um, men and women alike because this is a disorder where most of the uh, the high percentage is uh, women who have BPD. They see their husband going on a trip. So they take their suitcase and they actually believe they're taking off forever and will not allow them to go on that trip. And some people have actually lost their jobs over it or got divorced. Like I don't go on the trip. I'm going to lose my job and I'm not losing my job. I've been there for 10, 15 years, whatever. Um, I'm going. And then it ends up in you know, uh, turmoil. Uh, but anyways, kind of sliding a little bit off track here. But what my point I'm trying to prove is, um, you know, things that may seem real, you know, feel real in a real in your mind that, you know, when he's late, could you know, in your mind, you, you said you're late on your bills and that, you know, he's working overtime to catch up on the bills. You're saying this, I don't know in your mind, if you actually maybe believe it, or just want that reassurance and want an answer. But again, To you, that may seem like a normal question. You know, did you stop with your girlfriend? But the answer you're looking for is going to be completely different of how he's going to react because you're asking for a specific reason. You want that reassurance and you want to make sure that he still loves you and he doesn't have a girlfriend, but he takes it offensively. So he's going to give you an offensive remark back. I did it the same way and a lot of other people do do as well. So again, you're not going to get the answer you want by asking in a way, you know, and that's where. Um, DBT comes in handy. You know, you got to think. I think this is real. This is how I'm going to ask it. He thinks it's a wise-ass remark. It's crazy. You know, not saying you are, but I'm saying he thinks the remark is crazy. So he's going to give you a crazy answer back. So he's going to respond the way he perceives that question. It's a wise-ass remark. It's stupid. It's crazy. So I'm going to give her a wise-ass reply, which is stupid and crazy. So he's going to reply in a way that's a the way you asked it offended him. So he's going to say it back in a way to offend you, you know, like, like, uh, like attracts like. So, you know, if you're acting in his mind, crazy, he's going to respond in what he can put in your mind is crazy. So you're not going to get that response. You haven't the first, you haven't the second, third, maybe 20th time. I don't know. You're not going to get it. So again, every action, there's a reaction, change your action and you're going to get a different reaction. Think you know, how would you, you put put yourself in their shoes? How would you like to be approached? If he came up, if you went to the store and you would, you know, say every time you go shopping, you're gone, you know, an hour. And all of a sudden you come back and you're, and you know, an extra 15, 20 minutes late. even say five minutes. And he says, oh, did you stop at your boyfriend's house? Did you stop there on the way home? Think of how you would react. You Now, you know the truth. You you know you just went shopping and you got caught in an extra couple of lights or, you know, you forgot something. You went back in the store and that's why you were a few minutes late. Now, if you said, no, I was an extra 10 minutes. You know, what if he said, well, you were an extra 10 minutes late. Now, if you say, yeah, 10 minutes. I went back in the store because I forgot my debit card and they brought it to the courtesy booth. I had to stand in line and get it. Now, what if he said, that's a bullshit excuse. Do you have any proof of that? Do you have any proof? No, I think you had a boyfriend. You're gonna get very offensive because even though when you may be, you know, in, in a full blown episode, certain things you may say at that time is your normal reaction, quote unquote normal reaction. But when you're, you know, on the, the um the defensive side, now those questions may be offensive and may seem crazy to you because when you're and by the way, when you said um when you went from um, from uh, loving to bitch in the, the in the mental health field they call that splitting you know it's black and white you know there's with bpd there's no gray era you are either a saint or you're satan so they call that splitting i don't know if you knew that or not or if you just didn't um you know reference to it in the email but you know for anybody listening they call that splitting they don't call it a full-blown episode they don't call it you know going from zero to bitch in 60 seconds It's called splitting you know and you're either saint or saint um just and that's also how you perceive your your mate with bpd which i didn't really see you mention in the email um i don't know if you perceive your husband at times to be the most loving husband there is and other times uh a cheating jerk you know because in bpd that's a lot of times how it is they're they're either saint or satan um you know with your splitting in black and white that's how you are or the person with bpd And that's also how you perceive somebody else. They're never, you know, a decent person. They're either awesome or they suck. You know, it's one or the other. So, you know, your black and white is yourself and how you perceive other people. So just let you know, that's they call that splitting. Um, Now, at the bottom where you had said, uh, can you offer a suggestion on how I can tell him I'm not doing this on purpose? And that counseling and medication does not cure a disorder. It just helps understand and manage it better. Yes, that is one hundred percent true. Now, there's nothing wrong with telling him that. Exactly the way you worded it is exactly how you should tell him. You answered your own question exactly. You know, counseling and medication does not cure disorder. It just helps. Understand and manage it better. Now, again, I don't know about your other problems. This may be one of the biggest problems right now you're trying to overcome because it's the only one that you mentioned. Again, like I said, if you have you know five different issues, ten different issues, a hundred different issues, 1,000. Don't overwhelm them in one night, take one issue at a time. And I mean it, if you have a hundred of them, the one issue at a time, I'm telling you, because you put too much on the plate, somebody's going to forget something. You're going to get overwhelmed. And a lot of people with BPD go into splitting when they get overwhelmed, because it's hard for them to process, uh, and manage their, um, disorder. Well, I should say they're, they're very, it's hard for them to handle emotion. So what they do is to hide it and bury it. They go into splitting and they go into a rage. Um, and that's their way of kind of distracting, deflecting the situation and kind of, you know, um, and that, that causes disruption. that causes turmoil and just makes the situation a thousand times worse. And that's why BPD is one of the hardest disorders to manage um, in a relationship. But again, you answered your own question. Yes, you can explain to them. Medication and counseling does not cure any disorder. It doesn't, you know. You, you know, you um, you know, even I, I'm not having a medical experience, but you know, even like with um certain medical conditions, like, you know, like with cancer, you know, a lot of times, like with um uh, chemotherapy, it, it doesn't cure it; it prolongs it. Um, you know, it's some, you know, a lot of medications out there, it kind of subsides it, um, and prolongs it, um like i know somebody who's got a liver disorder and the age that they're in right now if they were in their 30s they were definitely going to be dying from this disorder but at the age that we're at it's just going to allow them to live you know probably to the normal expectancy um adding you know another 10 to 12 years onto their life but if they were in their 30s it would add a 10 to 12 years but they would die at a younger age so my point being no there's usually not a cure for a lot of things especially in the mental health field those medications help subside it, help manage it, um, make it a lot better. Um, as far as I know, I don't think there's any mental health disorder that can actually be 100% cured. If there is, I could be wrong. Again, I don't have a degree in that field. Um, so again, I, I'm not going to go too far off base here, but you know, medication, yes, med, you know, it doesn't cure it. It just helps manage it better. Now, the good thing is, that another thing is that you can admit to that, and that's good that you understand that. But as long as you also understand, a lot of it has to do with you. You know, a lot of people with um, disorders, they go back to their doctor and they say, you know, I've been depressed for 30 years and you put me on this antidepressant medication and I'm still depressed. Well, if you were depressed, you know, six out of seven days a week, and now you're only depressed two days out of the week. um, Yeah, you're still depressed, but you've also minimized the amount of times that you're depressed. Um, myself, I have a few mental health disorders and one of them was depression. I used to be depressed consistently, um, you know, five, six days out of the week. And now, um, with my bipolar, you know, um, like if I have a major, major depression episode, most of the time, like maybe once every three months, you know, on its own with nothing that, you know, um, you know, triggers it. Um, but you know, with things with my wife, like when she has me leave and I'm alone, yeah, then there's obviously going to be, you know, more of a, you know, issue with depression. So there's things that trigger it, but I also can't tell my doctor, you know, every time my wife throws me out, I'm still depressed. The medication is not helping with that at all. Not one time has it helped when she sends me home and I want to go home and, you know, play, um, you know, the Rolling Stones and dance around my room. That It just doesn't happen. It's not going to, but you have to understand, look for any positives, you know. And again, you know if if you're getting depressed, you know six out of seven days a week and they give you depression medicine, and now you're only depressed five out of seven days of the week, obviously it's not working to the degree that they feel it should be. so they may add an add-on or a different medication. you, you know, a mental health professional will know if it's effective enough or if they can make something you know make it more effective with a different medication or something. So again, only a mental health professional can help you with that aspect of it. So again, Absolutely, you know, remind him and let him know. You know, number one, you want to bring out your own positives, pat yourself on the back for so many things. Number one, you did go to a mental health professional and you got diagnosed. Number two, you're doing counseling, you're taking medication. Number three, um, you're taking the time to talk to him. I mean, that's a big step too. A lot of people with BPD, like my wife, very, I'd say maybe one out of a thousand times, so she actually admit that she's at fault. So you got three positives right there. You got to give yourself, you give credit where credit's due. And that's either with yourself or with, with your mate. So give yourself credit, the first three things. You you went to a mental health professional got diagnosed. You take the medication and the counseling and you're taking the, the time, you know, it, don't just say, you know, you give, give me credit. I'm, I'm trying to talk to you nicely. Bump it up a little bit, you know, fluff it up and say, you know, I love you enough where I'm actually sitting down and admitting to you, I probably have a wrong here, but I love you enough where I'm trying to make this wrong or right. So can you just, you know, please bear with me. Don't throw any wise remarks out there and just listen with an open mind and you're going to get a better response. You know, don't sit there and say, you know, at least I went to the doctor and I got diagnosed. I'm on medication and at least I'm sitting here talking to you and not bitching at you. I'm serious because again, For every action, you're going to have a reaction. And you know that with the tone of the voice you use and how you present it is also going to be on how receptive he is to listening to you and his response as well. It's a proven fact with a dog. You can tell a dog, you know, come here, boy. Come here. And he's going to walk over to you and he's going to be happy. But if you go, get over here now. Get, Get over here now. He's going to be reluctant to do it. He's going to think he's getting scolded at. So there's a way that you can say things different ways. You know him the best on how he's going to be receptive, on how the tone you use, and if you do have to fluff it up. He may be the type that, you know, takes right to it. But still, I would give yourself credit where credit's due, and go ahead and fluff it up. Let him know, I love you enough where, you know, I want to talk to you, and I want to make these wrongs right. You know, and I understand I'm probably in the wrong here, and I want to talk to you about it. So that would be my biggest suggestion, is don't push the issue. Talk to him. Take one episode at a time, or one issue at a time. And give yourself credit where credit's due. And give him credit as well. You know, like, uh, if you have an issue, you know, say, listen, you know, probably most men, they would have packed their bags and flew out of here months and months ago, maybe even a couple of years ago. I give you a lot of credit for putting up with me. You know, I understand it's probably not hard. And I'll tell you, I appreciate it and I love you more for that. Give credit where credit's due. Anybody loves credit. I don't care who you are. Even if you're in a job and somebody says, you know, you're doing a good job, but why should I give you credit? You're getting a paycheck for it. You know what? Give credit where credit's due. Everybody loves a pat on the back. I don't care who you are. But um, so anyways, that's my best suggestion. Um, you know, if um, you hear this episode, um, I'm going to send you an email back and let you know uh, the episode number and date of uh, that is being published if you want to listen to it. If um, I helped you, I'd love to know if it helped you in any way whatsoever. You know, give it a little time and see how it works. Um, let me know, you know, if it worked. I'd, I'd love to know. Same thing. Give credit where credit's due. If it worked, I'd love the credit for it. Um, but if if I didn't nip anything in the bud and you want some uh, additional help on it, um, you know, I might not record the episode, but I might answer you my bit by email. But we'll see how it goes. So anyways, for anybody else listening, I hope her email... Um, You might be able to relate to it. And if you did, I hope maybe my suggestions will help you in your situation. But as far as that goes, um, my episode is going into like 26 minutes now. I try to keep it around 18 to 20 minutes, so I've gone a little bit over. But again, it was a comment from a listener. i want to give you all the support and uh, the answers that you're asking me for the best of my ability. But anyways, with that being said, thank you very much for sending in your question. And for all of you, thank you so much for listening and have a great day. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show, and please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can, because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again, and have a happy life.